You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Talk Show. Mike Callahan here with special guest Josh Latimer and his wife, Ashley. Um, Josh is absolutely impressed with what you've been doing the last four or five years. We met three or four years ago at uh, Martha Woodward's QDS conference out in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, a little background on Josh. He scaled several multi-million dollar businesses, took a little hiatus off to, uh, where was it, Costa Rica? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And now he is in back in Michigan living in something that looks like a medieval castle with his wife. Um, <laughs> five kids. I'll let you guys give some more background on it. But just really impressed with uh, what you've been doing for service businesses and the ability now uh, with a lot of knowledge you're sharing how to basically create a family work-life value or balance um, with a value system. And we're going to be going over the five key things uh, with Josh and Ashley, how to actually do that. And we're going to be focusing on the five steps to legacy for entrepreneurial families, a process and framework to scale a service business or pretty much any type of business, I guess. So uh, Josh and Ashley, if, if no one's ever heard of you or they want some background on where you guys kind of cut your teeth uh, in the service industry and this incredible journey you guys have been on, uh, the floor is yours. Awesome. Well, thank you for having us. Uh, this is my high school sweetheart, Ashley. We actually met uh, a long time ago, but married 17 years as of this last weekend. Uh, but it didn't always look like it does today. So we come from non-entrepreneurial families. If anybody watching this maybe has a family and they think you're crazy because you're mowing lawns or doing whatever it is that you do, uh, we can relate with that. Uh, not just the pain and suffering side, but also the success side. And, you know, our, our, our story is long. But the nutshell version is we started at living in a trailer park. I was a pizza delivery guy who had big entrepreneurial dreams. My wife had no idea what she signed up for. And then over the last 15 years, we've had extreme highs and lows and everything you can imagine in between, while also bringing five kids into this world. We have had business success, but we've had lots and lots and lots of pain and suffering. And through the use of systems, mm -hmm. that's how the business started to work. But there's another thing that I don't hear talked about a lot. And it has to do with what we call family systems. And it's not a phrase that's really out there. We're kind of bringing it out there because there's a lot of weirdness and some weird dynamics that go on at home when you have the pressure and the financial uncertainty of growing a business and trying to raise a family. And uh, it can end in a dumpster fire or it can be the most amazing thing ever if you're doing it correctly. Wow. Awesome. For the awesome intro. And I can, uh, one of the things that really struck near and dear to my heart, um, and Josh, I know I've shared this story a few times. And if nobody's heard, I'll give you the quick rendition. Uh, starting to, when I started out in high school, building that lawn care business, um, I had built a business that revolved around me. And if I wasn't there, um, from sun up to sun down, that business would have fell apart. And ultimately it caused a divorce uh, with a high school sweetheart. Thankfully there was no kids in the equation. Um, but no one told myself as a business owner, how do you create that balance? Um, and, and literally I remember days coming home where we we're still running the business out of the house where me and another guy were sharpening lawnmower blades at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, um, <laughs> while my wife was sticking her heart out the, the garage door going, what are you doing? And we're back on the road at four 35 in the morning at the shop. So, um, these businesses can, can literally suck the life out of you. And now, uh, with two little ones at home under the age of four, I can't imagine, uh, if I was learning for the first time the things I had learned originally in that entrepreneurial journey, what an absolute chaos, like the fire of the dumpster for sure is a great analogy. So um, as we dive into this, uh, there's five core areas that we're going to be looking at. And the first part um, is connection. Um, so I'll let you guys really kind of steer, steer this because honestly, um, outside of automations, you know, there really isn't um, 
a way to start buying that time back. No one really <laughs> talks about this. So I, I can speak to how to automate and buy that time back. But honestly, um, you guys are the experts in this scenario. And I, I really want to uh, dive in and kind of let you steer this conversation. So everybody out there with a family in a business or maybe even thinking about having a family down the line, uh, these are foundational things I think you probably need to get set up now instead of later. So uh, floor is yours, guys. Well, I'll let my wife talk a little bit about connection because one thing I can tell you for sure is lots, there's a lot of pain in entrepreneurial families. Uh, in ours, we were not connected at all in the beginning. Now, I was highly ambitious and focused and driven and had huge dreams and it started out okay because she would support it, but it quickly got totally out of control, which maybe somebody watching can relate with. Uh, I didn't mean for it to get out of control. I didn't mean for it to, but it did. And we almost ended our marriage in divorce and maybe Ashley can speak uh, a little bit to that. I was going to say, we are the one thing that we are experts in is not giving up. If you're going to be an expert in one thing, be an expert in not giving up. But to highlight connection, um, connection for us, one of my love languages is quality time. So when you have a business and your wife is, their love language is quality time, it's literally a dumpster fire. So <laughs> we had to... Um, really be strategic on not quantity of time, but quality time. So we really did systemize our connection. We systemized everything from date night um, to uh, household chores and different things like that, like things that clear expectations, clear communication on where we are doing a hyper communication, which is something we're teaching our group today um, about getting things really out in the open and communicate at a high level. Men aren't very good at communicating. I wasn't very good at sharing the vision of the business. And I really wasn't good at sharing the wins along the beginning of the business. Uh, sometimes entrepreneurs live perpetually in the future. Mike, I know you can relate to this, right? It's like you can see the vision, you see this great outcome, this huge destination. And so you can see it in full color, but your family can't. And so if you're not period periodically Re bringing them into the vision, recasting the vision to them, and then celebrating little micro milestones along the way, it can get weird. So what we mean by the first step to legacy, when we say connection, we don't just mean you go on a date night and you hold hands and eat ice cream. We mean you get hyper clear on exactly who you are, what you want, why you believe God put you on this earth. And for me, it would be heavy in the business. I'd be talking about things about business. I want to accomplish this. We want to make a million dollars. We want to be debt free. We want to do this. And for her, it could be other things, but it has to do with sharing authentically and honestly, all of that stuff on a regular basis. And it's not just with your spouse, but also with your kids, giving your kids permission to be who they are and strategically investing and making little deposits in who they are. And, and doing it might sound overwhelming if you're like, if you're up at four this morning and you're watching this video driving down to do 15 more estimates, uh, but it's actually really, really simple. But it starts with brutal honesty uh, if you really wanna have that level of connection. Yeah, and I can resonate with that too. And I know uh, just building the second business, Simple Growth, I was like, babe, you know, just another six months, another eight months, another 12 months. But there wasn't that brutal transparency of, okay, where are we at now and where are we going and where's that overall vision? And that that did honestly cause some friction in the relationship. I, I will be transparent about it because it was like another five months, another six months, but it wasn't like, where are we at now and where do we need to go? And these are the steps along the way. So I think that that connection and that that vision and sharing that um, is yeah, really well, big. 
one of Ashley's coolest systems she's ever came up with is this idea she calls win language. So we've heard of the five love languages. Well, she kind of coined this phrase called the win language. And what we need to do, this is really practical, is figure out what your spouse's win language is. And what we mean is, is what fills up their batteries or fills up their bucket in terms of celebration, right? Yeah, and to, keep, to yeah. keep going those five extra months, like how do we get to those milestones and say, okay, we can celebrate right here, even a little win that we've had, but we are going to continue on the journey and it helps extend the spouse's battery, belief, belief and battery, and it gets them recharged so that they can keep going because sometimes they cannot see the grand vision. So like just finding out what their win language is, and some of them are very simple, practical things when you actually um, dig into dig it. into it and find out that it doesn't take much for them to feel like they're winning. No, it's not a lot. And everybody forgets to celebrate anything. I work with tons of business owners, like you know, and I have people setting record months and record months and they're perpetually stressed out. And I, I battle with that too, right? Because as soon as we achieve anything, we move the bar, we move the yardstick and that can turn into a decade. It can turn into a divorce if you're not careful. You can do a, a, a fancy dinner uh, with your wife and kids when you hire your first employee. You should formally get connected and celebrate those little things because it puts your family into momentum. And that's really what, what we're trying to help people do. Awesome. Well, once we've created that connection, um, how do we go out and identify? Well, the second step, uh, identity, is something that almost all entrepreneurial families are lacking. But when I tell you what it is, I think some light bulbs will go on. Maybe you'll get excited. It's probably the most powerful piece to this. But think about this. Your business, you have like a mission statement, right? Or you have some maybe maybe like a manifesto or something. Like we're going to provide the best service in Southeast Arkansas. Uh, you have a logo. You have buzzwords. You have little slogans that you use in marketing. But when it comes to our family... We don't do a good job of formally creating an identity for our family. And I'll, we'll give you some ideas here. Do you want to share some of the things we do, Ash? Um, some of the things that we do is we have our own Latimer logo and we plaster it on everything. We plaster it on T-shirts and towels and pillows and everything because we wear Under Armour or you wear your business on your shirt. Why wouldn't you celebrate your family in that way and um, represent it? Um, another thing that we do is we have Latimer of the month, Every, just like an employee of the month. We have the, the cheesy plaque on our wall <laughs> and we celebrate who wins Latimer of the month. And it's based on our four core values. And um, we vote every month and we make it a, a huge celebration with a fancy dinner and they win a, a reward or a prize every month. Yeah, we even have a thing also called uh, the Latimer birthright. And it's where we just identify who who are we and who are who what are we for and what are we not for? Like how do you how do you put a flag in the ground and say this is what it means to be a Callahan? Callahan's do this. We have integrity, we do the right thing when no one's looking. Callahan's put others before themselves. Callahan, whatever your thing is, whatever your essence is, because everybody watching this already actually has a family identity. Mm -hmm. You have a culture inside your house, the way that you talk to your kids, the way you talk to each other, good, bad, or ugly, is already a predefined mm -hmm. culture or system. What we're encouraging people to do is to formalize it, is to get clear on it. So after step one, when you get hyper-connected and you're brutally honest, and you figure out who are we, what, what are we trying to do here, why are we working so hard? Once you get connected and it kind of laid on the table, then you move to step two, which is identity. What does it mean to be a Callahan? And what does it mean to be an entrepreneurial family for us? You know, Once those things are in place, uh, you can move to step three, which is targets. 
And uh, targets is really goal setting, except it's a little bit different. Targets is, you know, we set goals for our business. We set goals in our head. We do cash flow statements. We do projections. We try to measure what's going to happen in the future. But when it comes to our family, we don't do that. Uh, And it's a huge missed opportunity because your kids to watch you set and achieve goals is a big deal. Even for your kids to watch you set and fail at achieving a goal is a huge deal. Like they need to be witnesses of this, but most kids aren't even aware of what their parents are doing at work. They don't know how much money the business makes. They don't understand the value creation and the margin. You need to talk about all that. So you talk about the business goals as a family and also what's in it for them when you achieve certain milestones. In addition to that, you should share your individual goals and even have marriage goals. Uh, We like to operate on like 90 day windows. This isn't some perfection thing that we operate in perfection with. It's just something that needs to be uh, in the forefront of your head. If you're trying to grow a business and have a family, you just need to be aware of it. Do it messy, do it imperfectly, but do it. Wow. And I guess one of the questions I've got, maybe if anybody has questions as you're watching, feel free to drop these in live or recorded. We always uh, take a look back at least for the 24 to 48 hour span. Um, and obviously you've got, you've got five children there. Um, at what age do you start sharing this, this information or pulling that family unit in? I know uh, Mike McCallowitz in his book, Profit First, also talks about setting and bringing the family uh, unit in as far as giving the kids almost like their own little mini version of Profit First as far as allowances and things like that. Um, have you guys found an optimal age or an age that's not good to bring them into this conversation or how does that, how does that work? (laughs) I think the day they're born, maybe. (laughs) What do you think? We start having open conversations with our kids at a very, very young age. We start, we started having, handing them money and having them pay for things probably when they were three. Yeah. I mean, our our (laughs) three-year-old right now has her own debit card. And she barely, she really doesn't know what it is, but it's she a has a special it. debit card. It's a special type of debit card, but uh, there's no reason for her to not have it. Her older brothers have it. So she has it. She doesn't know what it is. Mom keeps it in her purse, but she has it. And she asks about it. She's like, daddy, where's my debit card? But she doesn't <laughs> even know what it is. So Perfect. There, it's not too late for my family then. All right. <laughs> no. no. Not well, at all. it's never too late. Ever, ever too late. Empty nesters, it's not too late. If you don't even have kids yet, but you want to have kids, get on it now. If you have teenage kids that are disconnected and you feel out of whack, it's okay. We can correct it. We can fix it. We can pivot back. There's things that can be done. But these five things we're going through here, it always starts with step one, which is the connection. Then you move to identity. Then you get into the goal setting and all that kind of stuff. I I would also add that at a very young age, maybe even before three, we started talking about value creation with our kids. And even when we would be driving down the car, we'd be like, where do you see value? And they would be like, oh, the roads. An entrepreneur family made the roads. They made the electricity. They made our clothes. And it's like a fun little game of figuring out where there's value and who created value. Um, Now we even go to a restaurant and our kids are like, rating the menu and the service and like everything like they're yeah, always the, the perceived aware value isn't the, very good in this yeah thing. the perceived value or they talk about words that we just created in our culture at a very young age wow this is this is amazing this is definitely one of my favorite shows up to date i will tell you like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now want a free guide to secrets of simple growth automation head over to www.startsimplegrowth.com and click Get Started. We'll deliver our guide to your messenger. Plus, enter to win a free estimator chatbot. Um, so now we've got that connection, we've got that identity, the targets. Um, are, 
next thing you guys were talking about is community. Where does that come into play? Yeah. So you want to live inside of the right, you want to operate inside of the correct community once you have these things in place. You know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, yada, yada, yada. We've heard it a million times. We always attach a business to it, right? We're always like, it's like as an entrepreneur, we have two different lives, two, two different worlds. But I'm talking for entrepreneurial families in general. You need to be in a community of like-minded people all the time, not just for, for the warm fuzzies, but for the accountability, for the inspiration, for the ideas, so that sometimes people can, can push you up over the hill. Sometimes they pull you up. Sometimes they kick you in the butt and yell at you and you'll climb up yourself, whatever the case is, having the right community is humongous. And so we're taking advice from non-qualified people. We go online onto fake book and we listen to people just say all this stuff, right? Or, or people get into arguments. Should you vaccinate your kids? Should you not? Blah, blah, blah. And like 50,000 things are controversial and everybody argues. What we're saying is when you have an con imperfectly connected family that has an imperfect but formal identity, who's setting goals imperfectly but is doing it, they need to then live inside of a community of people and operate from that place that are doing the same thing so that mm -hmm. there's the support, right? Uh, it's a critical, critical element. We, we call um, non-entrepreneur families normies. We love normies. They are, you know, they're your family members and your friends, but sometimes normies advice can really tear down an entrepreneur family. I remember getting um, advice from normies all the time, like, oh, where's your husband at? Like at a t-ball game and they didn't understand. And they would like try to start speaking into my life. And it was really destructive when you let normies control the narrative. Mm -hmm in your life, um, it can be, it can cause friction in your marriage and in your business and stuff. And that negativity was, was so good. wearing on me. Preach sister. That was good. <laughs> that was a good one. All yeah, right. Normies. I we love normies, but they're unqualified to speak into your life as an entrepreneurial family, unless they are in an entrepreneurial areas. family. I mean, they can speak into your life in some areas, but well, not they can give you good recipes and they can talk about <laughs> yeah. the weather. Yes, uh, we exactly, live, we, exactly. Tell me if I'm wrong. Do we not live the most unique lifestyles ever? Is your schedule not insane? You know, traveling and financial ups and downs. I mean, there was a story, my wife one time, she, what were you saying yesterday with your mom? You didn't know if you could have 40 bucks. Oh, no, no. That was when we were talking to Russell Brunson. But she, she like didn't know if she could get $40 out of an ATM machine one time to go to a garage sale. And uh, she's like, let me check. So her mom's waiting. She puts a card in and there's like enough money in her account to buy a house. And, uh, but she didn't know, right? Because it's like, burr, 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 burr. it's craziness. It's complete madness. And my mom did not understand that at all. <laughs> and I would say also my mother-in-law, one time we were packing up our kids to all go to a conference and we were like really doing all the stuff. And she was like, normal people don't do this. And I was thinking, and that offend it hurt you. It really hurt me. And, um, I remember thinking, you know what? I, I switched the normies words and I said, you're right. Normal people don't do this. Extraordinary entrepreneurial families do. Wow. Couldn't have been said better. And I, I guess, um, in, in that, and that it just kind of brings me back that the entrepreneurial is a small, it's basically a small Island that you're living on and you feel isolated and just having this community with you guys in here and some other well like-minded individuals, um, as a support network and reminding people that we are normal. Um, but we're just a little bit different um, <laughs> for sure. But I mean, it just, I mean, it's just nuts. I mean, I remember one time I was sitting at the resort at the swim up 
pool bar and the guy's like, Hey, what, what do you do for a living? And I was like, Oh, I own a lawn care company. He's kind of stopped, looks at me, goes, shouldn't you be back home mowing lawns? You probably can't afford to be here. And I just kind of looked to the guy and I'm like, yeah, I probably should pack the bags, but people don't understand wow. that, you know, a lot of us self-employed people are building a business, a legacy, and we, we help build other people's financial futures. And it's just not a chuck in a truck, whether it's a lawn care industry or the service industry and home cleaning, it's um, the perception of an entrepreneur and a small business owner um, is changing, but it really needs to change. And I think, you know, having these interviews and these talks with you guys and, and other like-minded individuals at the SA Weekly Talk Show are starting to help change that and encourage business owners to really have faith in, in what we're doing here. Um, well, I think the biggest thing that needs to happen, and maybe this will encourage someone, is you need to change the way you view yourself. And I don't know that the outsiders or the world's ever going to look at a, a dirt under his fingernail lawn care guy and have some mad respect like they would for a hedge fund manager or some other stupid Wall Street job, right? Even though, even though the lawn care guy can build a multi-million dollar turnkey business making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year in passive income, they don't need to know that. The biggest shift is is the the people watching this that are struggling and it doesn't feel sexy and glamorous right now. You have to have the identity shift that you are a CEO. And if you can get your spouse on board to hold mm -hmm. you up and to pull you through and to encourage you while you're in the grind and you're building, everything will shift. You know, our our literal connection as a married couple paralleled our net worth. It paralleled the growth of the business. And I'm not saying you can't grow a business and get disconnected from your wife because people do that. But the end result of that isn't something that I'm interested in. Uh, but when you do get, you go through these five mm -hmm. steps of legacy, you get, you get honest, you figure out the win language, you get connected, you build a formal identity for your family, for your spouse, you set goals, you encourage and push your spouse towards her dreams. And then she can do the same for you. You're living inside of the right community and you're just cutting off the normie speak or the non-qualified people speak. And you focus on growth, which is the fifth step. When you do that, everything shifts and it can happen really quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, as we dive into the growth phase, is there any suggestions that you recommend? Because I know that, at least in my business, business is, has been the most stressful point. I mean, in just the yeah. simple growth alone, we grew over almost 467% in Q1. Uh, <laughs> to say that didn't cause some stress on the family unit, I, I would be completely disingenuous. It did. Um, yeah, we cool. had to have some transparency. And thank God my wife understood why I was on the road and doing what I needed to do to get to that next level. But that growth phase um, in my in my situation has been one of the most tedious and stressful breaking points um, that you could have in a relationship. So do you guys have any recommendations how to, how to keep that net and that unit together during that excessive growth phase? Yes. First of all, all growth causes pain. Even when you're eight years old and your shin splints start hurting, your shin hurts, <laughs> right? But here, here's, you said something when we very first started this live, you said, how do you create work-life balance? And I didn't say anything yet, but I, I had it kind of scribbled in my mind. Uh, we believe that balance is an illusion. Uh, the idea of balance means that you're mediocre in every single area of your life at the same time to us. So how do you, how do you excel at fitness and finance and as a CEO, and as a perfect dad, and as a perfect husband, and as a, a philanthropist or giving of your time in your community, how do you do every single thing that you could be awesome at all at the same time at the highest level? Well, you can't. So the biggest thing with growth, you see, that's why it's the last one. When you're connected with your spouse, you, you know who you are, you know where you're going with the goals, you're in a community of people doing the same thing, and then you, you call your shot, and you say, we're going to grow 600%, we're going to do this, we're going we're gonna to scale fast, and you're on the same page, 
essentially what happens is your spouse gives you permission to have a season of imbalance because she knows or he knows that there's going to be rewards along the way, that they're going to be in the loop along the journey, and that they're in this with you, that they're going there with you. Your kids know, hey, this is a tough season. We launched a new thing. This is a tough season. Dad had a business for 15 years. It's been stuck. He's fed up. Now he's going to take the next 24 months and blow the thing up, and we're cheering him on, right? That is a big deal, and I, I don't see that. Awesome, and, and that's you couldn't have said it better. And there really is no way to have that total balance, but I love having the permission to do that. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a commonality and there's a parallel between both, both spouses and they, you know, they're on the same page and they're driving it together. So that's great. Cause I mean, nothing's worse than coming home after a a four day bender on the road and, and, you know, maybe having friction at home, not to say that that's the case here, but I mean, I, I, I can't imagine after being emotionally and physically drained, um, you know, I think when you're not on the same page originally in the beginning of Simple Growth, my wife literally thought I was on a vacation every time I went to a conference. Um, and like, I've been there. I've been there. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so it, very, yeah. very interesting. But I mean, from the outside perspective, if you don't have the connection and you haven't had the identity and the targets in the community before you go into that growth phase, I could see how that could happen. So, I mean, that that makes sense. And you can shift this stuff so quickly. We actually have a, a, a checklist that people can go through and kind of look at these five areas in their life and kind of rate themselves to kind of see where to start or where the biggest pain points are. And everybody can have that. But imagine if, if you went home and you just said total vulnerability, just said, here's where I'm at. You know, I've accomplished all this, but I still feel like I'm worthless. I've, I've done this. I still feel unfulfilled. I'm still hungry and I want to keep going, blah, 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 blah. I feel disconnected from you. We don't have the sex that we want to have. We don't. I just feel off. I feel weird, but I love you and I love this and I want to talk about it. Imagine if that happened. And then imagine you let your spouse do that back to you. And then imagine you looked at your business and everything you have going on and you started communicating about it every day. And you said, well, this happened, that happened. Well, we're, we're a little closer to this, a little closer to that. Imagine if you set a target to where you're going to take a mini vacation or staycation, or you're going to go to the water park or do something. You brought your kids into the same conversation. Imagine if it was that transparent in your household. Um, what would happen? Would it be good? Is there any possible way it would be bad? Imagine if you found out what your spouse uh, ha- has some desire that you didn't know about. What if you started working with them to get their desire? What if you did? What if they wanted to spend more time with friends? What if you systemized every Saturday for four hours? Mama gets to go drink coffee with her friends for for four hours. That's a real one that we did. That's a real one. <laughs> There's little itty bitty simple things that can be done to help. And they they change like that. Yeah. They change like that Im- immediately. It's it's a very quick fix, but we don't think of it as a quick fix. But it changes the the state that you're in. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more we could talk about. I know we're limited on time, but I would encourage people to at least do an assessment of where you're at, even if things are good, because there's so many things you can improve um, and get the the family systems checklist that we have. Awesome. I really appreciate it. I mean, Rachel Hollis is the world. Watch out. This tag team couple is coming. <laughs> and I love, I love, I love the transparency and there's nothing disingenuous about it. You guys really tell it how it is. And a lot of times when you see um, some of these national people writing these books and doing these seminars, um, it, it's really disingenuous. When you look at their travel schedule and they're on the road, you know, 99% of the year and they're talking about how long time they spend with their family. There's no flipping way. Um, no, you guys are bringing it real. I love it. I've got some homework. When I get home, I appreciate it. Um, 
So really, really yeah. appreciate it. Any closing thoughts? And if, if people are interested in reaching out to you guys um, and just getting some more information for that, that, that checklist that you guys use or anything else, um, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Um, just to get some more information on this, on this system that you guys have used inside your family for success. Um, you can go get the checklist at honorandfire.com. That's the best way to go get the checklist. And it kind of lets you into our community. We have a Facebook group right now that um, is just got over a thousand business owners and it's, it's just kind of opened up. And so it's just going to grow from here on out. And that's where you can find people. Um, it's a no, it's a normie free zone. Um, <laughs> and so it's a great place to start as a community and to get that checklist to figure out where you're at. Yeah. My closing thought uh, is just, just to be encouraged and keep going and uh you know just you know we've built and sold several companies we actually still own send gym which is a popular marketing service uh that's doing great we hired a ceo to run that company we're in a good spot it's not perfect uh but we're having fun right we're not trying to launch some huge crazy thing we're trying to help people mm -hmm. we're trying to give hope we i tell my wife i say what we really are doing with this is we're hope brokers we're hope dealers and we do that by sharing our own stories. And there's a lot more painful ones. If you hop into our free Facebook group, you'll <laughs> learn more of them. We just posted a video, two-part video series called Sex and Squeegees. That's an interesting one. You're all going to want to get popcorn and watch that. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. we don't need this to work. This isn't like a normal business. We're including our kids on it. And we're excited to see where it goes. Love it. Love what you guys do for the uh, service industry and now uh, service industries and families. So uh, thanks again, guys. Ashley, great meeting you uh, yes. once again remotely, yes. but uh, I know we've met in person, I think, at QDS once before. So Yep, in um, San Diego. Yep. yep. Good to get you guys back in the same virtual room. And um, until next week, want to say what's up to Michelle of uh, Pink Colors, Marvin Sausalito, <laughs> and uh, a couple other longtime listeners and watchers here. I'm um, going to be coming back at with an update for next week. Um, got a couple heavy hitters. Uh, Lisa Marino of Service Autopilot uh, Marketing Department will be joining us as well as um, going to be getting Jason Cup back on and some other uh, people in the service autopilot uh, arena as well as others. So I'm uh, going to be coming back at weekly strong until SA6 in November. If you haven't picked up your discounted tickets or reserved your hotel room, um, I would suggest doing that. And myself and the uh, Simple Girl team will be out at uh, SA6 as well. So until next week, we'll see you. Josh, Ashley, thanks again for uh, joining me here. Thank thanks, you. Mike. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an Estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.